Well, good morning, church. Good morning. Junior high, you guys can be dismissed. Well, I got it this time. I remembered. I know, it's a celebration. Oh, no, it's for the kids. I thought it was for me. No, I'm just kidding. Awesome. We love you guys. Y'all have a good time. We appreciate all of you guys worshiping with us. Man, it is such a good day today. Uh, and I just want to say, uh, I know Pastor Ron said it, but I want to say it to you. Thank you so much for giving through this. Um, it truly, truly is so impactful. Um, one, to just know that we have a church family that has rallied together. I know times are tough for people uh, and times are tough for churches. And we know of many pastors and many churches in the area that are, are not doing well and not faring through this. And so I'm so encouraged by the church family that is just committed to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep supporting and keep giving and keep uh, doing things. And so we appreciate that. And, and ultimately, we're, we're grateful for God that he has continued to provide and continues to provide ways for us to not just be a church in the community, but to be the community. And so we are grateful for that. Thank you guys for your part in that. But uh, as I said, it was a good day today. Uh, part of that being a good day is today is my wife and I's anniversary. Yes. Celebrating 12 years. No, we did not get married when we were 15. Um, I know that's the question. They're like, 12 years? How old are you? Um, I'm 32, so you can do the math. I was 20. She was 18. She graduated. It's okay. It was good. Um, now, we, we, it's one of those things when you know, you know. And we said, why wait? We knew God had good things for us. And uh, I'm grateful that uh, she makes me better. And so, happy anniversary, 12 years. Um, I get to use this platform for whatever I want. So, <laughs> all the other guys are like, oh, I just got you a card. <laughs> Now, we are uh, jumping into our series, Who is God? And I hope you guys have enjoyed this series uh, as we've continued to go through this and understanding who God is to us, understanding the importance of, of what he can do for us, and, and not that he's just a God that's up there to punish us or this misrepresentation of God that we've created in our minds, but to truly see who God is in our lives and who he wants to be in our lives through the scripture. You know, I think about growing up, and I think about the things that I learned growing up as a kid. Uh, now, now I'm trying to teach my kids these same things, these same uh, things like good manners and that we need to listen and obey. Don't touch the stove. Uh, you know, don't just leave the door open. Turn the lights off. Electricity ain't free. Um, all the important things, right? Wash your hands. All these things that we try to teach our kids that we learned as kids, and, and the reality is, as we look at this, there's a reason for all of us to learn these things. The reason isn't that our parents taught these is not so that we don't have fun in life. It's to protect us and to prepare us for life coming, right? There's a reason that we're, we have these. In Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I just want to put a disclaimer. This is not referring to your favorite football team. Okay, let them choose. All right, I'm just kidding. Uh, and so uh, as we, we look at this training up children in the way they should go and, and, and understanding that as children we're taught these things, I want to propose a question to you. When did we stop learning? Right? When did we stop learning? Why do we stop learning? Do we, do we get to this place where we just reach a certain age? We go, well, I, I feel like I've kind of learned it all. Uh, I've, I've figured it all out. I've peaked in my life. Maybe we feel like we know everything. 
I think there's a point in time when you kind of hit that late teenage years where you, you fit, hit that part where you feel like you know everything. And then life happens. You go away and mom and dad don't take care of you anymore. And then it hits and you're like, I know nothing. Or maybe it's just because we've become lazy. We don't want to learn anything anymore. Why have we stopped learning? Ultimately, I think what has to happen is we have to ask ourselves the question, am I really teachable? Am I truly teachable? You know, I think that's an important thing through this whole series is, am I teachable? Am I able and willing to learn? Because I think the reality is we could gather all of the best advice in the world. We could bring it all together into one place and, and, and have it there. But if we aren't teachable, then it's all worthless. If we're not willing to learn, then it's all worthless. And so I've got some questions I want you to think about as we talk about being teachable. I want you to answer these questions in your mind, yes or no. And the first question is, uh, am I open to other people's ideas? Do I listen more than I talk? Am I open to changing my opinion based on new information? Do I really admit when I'm wrong? Do I observe before acting on a situation? Do I ask questions? Am I willing to ask questions that will expose my ignorance? Am I open to doing things in a way that I haven't done before? Am I willing to ask for directions, men? <laughs> do I act defensive when criticized or do I listen openly for the truth? I think the reality is, is that if you answered no to one or more of these questions, then you have room to grow. And I think this, this list would put us in a place where every single one of us at times and point in times in our lives could answer no to that question. Different situations, different scenarios, different thought processes that we're in over the last few weeks, last few months, where we could answer no to those and I think so we all have this room to grow. And I think it's important for us to understand and to say, I've got room to grow in my life. I have a place where I need to grow and I need to learn and I still need to be teachable in my life. Because what happens is we get to this place where we're not teachable and we feel like we know everything. We feel like we have it all under control and this pride sets in, right? Pride can be so dangerous, if we don't get a handle on our pride, it will destroy us, right? Pride comes before the fall. I would rather be effective than to keep pretending to be effective. I'd rather truly be effective in my life, in my ministry, in my calling than just pretending to be effective. Putting up some facade that I'm doing everything I can. I'd rather be teachable, but ultimately to be teachable or coachable, you need something. You need a teacher. You need a coach. You need someone who's mentoring you, someone who's developing you, someone who's giving and, and, and speaking into your life and guiding you and walking you through life. But I've got good news. Who likes good news? We all like good news. We have access to the perfect guide. We have access to the perfect guide. I love in John 10, verses 1 through 10, I want to read it to you because this is where it shows us the guide. And Jesus says this. He's talking to uh, uh, some disciples and some people, and, and, and this is what he says. He says, I tell you the truth. 
Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate of the shepherd uh, is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Then it continues, it says, those who had heard Jesus use this illustration, they didn't understand what he meant. They were confused. So he explains to them, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers. But the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They they will come and go freely and find good pastures. But the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. We have a guide. God is the good shepherd. God is our guide. And there are many things that a shepherd does for their flock. There are many things that they do. And, and uh, the, the one thing, the first thing I want to talk about is how shepherds guide their flock, right? God guides us. God is our guide and can be our guide, especially through times like this, times where we're not really sure what to do. We don't know what's ahead, what's in front of us. God is our guide. You know, I think about these moments as a little kid. I would drive with my dad and sit on his lap, and, and we've done that. My kids aren't quite old enough there um, to do that yet, but I, I, I'm going to be doing that. I know it, right? Every, every kid has that opportunity where you're sitting on the lap, they're pushing the pedals, and you're, you're in control of the steering wheel, right? And you've got this, and I remember sitting there, and, and anybody ever done this? We've all, right, we've all done that. And, and you get there, and in that moment, you think, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. I can drive. And inevitably what happens is you want to turn the wheel because you want something to happen. You want to know you're in control and you turn that wheel. And, and as I was, I know it when I was a kid, I would do this. And, and what happens is the dad would straighten that wheel out. No, no, no. We got to go straight. We got to go straight a little bit. And instantly as a child, what do you want to do? Whoosh, I'm in control. I know how to do this. I got this. Thank you. I know what I'm doing. Dad, I know how to drive. I know what I'm doing. I think so many times this is what happens with us and God. God, I know how to drive. I know what I'm doing. Hard right turn. Hard. God's like, no, 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 no. Let me guide you. Let me do this. And instead of allowing God to guide us, we get behind the wheel. We tell him we know what we're doing. We want to be in the boss. Or we, the boss. We want to be in control. Don't worry, God. I got this. Donuts. Woohoo! The thing about donuts is you got to go back around and start over. So many times in our life, we just are doing donuts. And he's going, I'm just trying to teach you some things, and then we can move forward if you'll stop doing donuts. God wants to be our guide because he knows what's best for us. He knows what is ahead. 
What happens is, is he wants to be our guide, and, and ultimately, I believe God tries to be our guide in our lives, but what happens is the, the voice of, of the world, our own voice, the noise of the world overwhelms and, and overpowers the voice of God. It becomes so loud, and we only listen to our own voice. We only listen to the voices of the world. We forget to listen to the voice of God. The reality is we need to stop listening to the noise of this world and begin listening to the one who created it. Like I read in John 10, 4 and 5, after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of him. They follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. I think we've gotten into a place in our life and uh, in this season where we've become so accustomed to listening to the voice of the world. We've become so accustomed to listening to the voice of others that we've misunderstood and misrepresented. Well, that is the voice of my shepherd. No, that is the voice of people. That is the voice of man. That is the voice of this world. There is only one true shepherd. And if we know the voice of the shepherd, when we hear the voice of someone else, of, of somebody that is not a shepherd, we will run from it. But we have to be teachable. Psalm 95, 7 says it this way. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. And today, if you would only hear his voice, Right? We, we could be under his care. We could be in his pasture. We could be, allow him to be our guide today if only we would hear his voice. So how do we hear his voice? How do we hear the voice of God? I think there's a couple keys to hearing the voice of God. And the first is to truly humble ourselves and say, God, I, I, I don't know everything. I don't I don't want to be the one in control. I don't know where my life is going. I don't know what's ahead. I don't know what tomorrow holds. Ultimately asking him to take the lead. God, I want you to be in charge. I'm tired of doing donuts in my life. I'm tired of going through the same situation in my life over and over and over again because I want to be in control. I'm ready to let you be in control. But we got to cut out the noise. Ultimately, that comes from relationship. It comes from knowing the shepherd, knowing the father. We cut out the noise of the world. We cut that out because we hear the voice of the father. We hear the voice of our shepherd and we know it and we run to him because we can recognize that voice. But God speaks in so many different ways. The Bible says that God's word is a lamp. And it's useful to teach us what is true. It can help us to, to realize what is wrong in our lives, what areas we need help in. It, it corrects us when, our, when we're wrong and teaches us when we need to do right. So many times, though, we, we read things or we hear things from God and we go, I, I don't know if I like that. It doesn't quite fit my narrative. It doesn't quite fit where I thought we were going, I'm not sure if I really like that direction. Anybody ever feel like that in your life? I mean, hello, look at the season we're in. Anybody choose this, right? 
I'm not sure if I really like the way we're going. What happens is we say, well, hold on a second. God, you want me to do what? You, you, I'm sorry, you want me to do that? Uh, you want me to help who? You want me to give that up? You're telling me I have to change that? I'm not sure if that fits the way I want to go. And, and ultimately, we kind of get this struggle, this struggle of am I going to be in control or am I going to allow the shepherd to lead me? Am I going to allow God to walk in front of me and I will follow him? I'll follow his voice. The reality is, and this is what I love, that he, God, I'm telling you, his way, his way is always better. It will always end with a blessing. If we'll just allow him to lead us and trust him, ultimately, will you let him guide you? John 27, uh, 10, 27 says it this way. My sheep Listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. You see, this isn't just us knowing God. This is God knowing us as his sheep. He knows us, right? Shepherds don't just guide, though. What happens is they also, they protect. They protect with a staff and a rod. Sometimes they protect from, from danger, protect us from ourselves, if you continue on in John 10, verses 11 through 13, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he is only working for the money and he doesn't really care about the sheep. Ultimately, I ask the question, are we following hired hands? Are we following people in our lives that the second trouble comes around, they abandon us, they leave us, they forget about us because they're only concerned about themselves? Are we following hired hands and people talking about these great things that they have for us, these great things that they care about us and they want us to be in relationship with them? Do we follow hired hands? Because the reality is those people don't really care about you. They don't have the same care about you like the shepherd does. We can get caught following someone we think is a shepherd, we think is, is a caretaker. But in Exodus 14, 14, it says, the Lord says, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. You only need to just take a moment and pause. I love that because when we think about this, this process of, of our life and where we're at and this thought that I have as a shepherd standing there protecting his flock, and it says that the wolf comes in and the sheep are scattered. But the true shepherd, all we have to do is be still. All we have to do is pause, not run ahead. I got this. Here I go. Just be still. Just freeze. Just take a moment and recognize who the shepherd is. Recognize who God is. Recognize that the Lord will fight for you. That he'll fight where you're at. You don't have to be in some place of, of holy of holies. You don't have to be uh, checking off some religious boxes of, of life for the Lord to fight with for you. It says, no, no, no. The Lord will fight for you. All you have to do is just 
Be still. Just be where you're at. Whether you're inside the sheepfold or out, whether you're lost in the wilderness or out, all you have to do is be still. And the Lord will fight for you. You know, I think it's amazing because I I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know where you're at in your walk with God. I don't know where you're at in this season emotionally and mentally and physically. But I think for many of us, we're kind of at this place where we're, you know, I'm into this church thing. I'm into this religion thing. And it... But I just sometimes I feel like God's not at work in my life. I feel like he's not doing what I need him to do in my life. I feel like maybe he's abandoned me a little bit. Like I'm sitting still and I'm standing here, but I can't hear the shepherd's voice. I feel like I've been left alone. I think it's so important for us to realize where we're at in our life, and sometimes that the process of correction, the process that God walks us through can be a little bit painful in our lives. Sometimes it can be discouraging. Sometimes it can take so much longer than we think it needs to in our infinite wisdom because we want to be in control. But ultimately, we need to trust him. We need to remain focused. We need to continue to be obedient. I think about it this way. Anybody ever flown in a plane? Right? Many of you. Not now, but before. (laughs) I remember one time we were flying in a plane and uh, who loves turbulence? Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. And we're flying and we hit some turbulence, right, in that moment. And it's that feeling where, like, you hit that first bump of turbulence and, the, and the, the, it's like, it just drops. And I remember this moment where the plane dropped and, like, it was a bad turbulence. And one of the panels fell down, like, from the middle. And it was like, and you're like, this is it, right? And instantly I was so close with God. I'm so sorry, right? And there's that turbulence, and then the pilot, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're hitting some turbulence. Really? Oh, good. And everything inside of me wants everything to be okay. I'm praying. Oh, God, please don't let this be it. I've got so much more. But never once did I ever think, you know, I should go tell that pilot how to fly. Never once did I go knock on the door. Excuse me, Captain. Um, I would have flown around that. (laughs) If you want, I can show you how. Give you a little help. What did I do? I sat in. I buckled up because I knew the ride was going to be bumpy. I knew the ride was going to be rough. I knew that there may be a chance we're going to be hitting some more turbulence, that things are going to get a little bit shaky. But never once did I think, I'm out of this plane. I'm going to jump off this ride. This is where I get off. Thank you. I buckled up. I knew I was in for the ride because I was following the one who was put in place to lead this plane, to fly this plane, to guide this plane. Through the turbulence, through all the storms, 
through all of the fog, whatever it is that we're flying through in our life, I allowed the pilot, the one in control, to remain in control. And I think about that. I think it's funny that sometimes we want to be in control in our lives. The second we hit a little bit of turbulence, we go to God. Excuse me, God, I would have gone around that. If you'd like, I can show you how. And God's the type of God that he goes, okay, go ahead. When you loop back around doing a donut, just let me know. When you're ready for me to be back in control, just let me know. When you're ready for me to be your guide, to follow my plan, when you're ready to trust my plan, let me know. I'll be here. All you have to do is be still. I'll fight for you. All you have to do is wait. God has a plan for us, and his plan is worth trusting in because ultimately God is our provider. He is our shepherd. If you continue on in John 10, verses 14 through 15, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. And I must bring them in also. They will listen to my voice. And there will be one flock with one shepherd. I think that is such an important verse for where we're at. That there will be one flock with one shepherd. There is one God. I think where we're at in this country, where we're at in this world, with the division, that we understand that this is not a competition. I'm not in competition with any other church in this city because we are a part of one flock. We have one shepherd. We are on the same team. Nothing else matters. You are all God's sheep. And God wants you to be in his sheepfold. He wants you to come in and be a part of his flock. The reality is that God knows us completely. He knows where we're at completely. And there may be times where you are a mystery to yourself, where you don't know what you know about yourself, but you're never a mystery to God. There is nothing that we could ever share with God, nothing that we could ever tell God that he does not already know because he knows us completely. And because he knows us completely, he can guide us, he can lead us, he can protect us, he can be our shepherd effectively. If we're willing to learn, if we're willing to be at a place where we say, God, you take control, I'm gonna cut out the noise, I'm gonna listen to your voice. I'm going to be in relationship with you so that I know your voice. See, that's what the verse says, that we know the voice of the shepherd. Well, how do we know the voice of the shepherd? Because we spent time with the shepherd. We've invested time and relationship into a the life of the shepherd. Ultimately, we need this shepherd in our life. Are we willing to swallow our pride? Are we willing to surrender our ways, surrender our control? Are we willing to be at a place where we start following his voice? Where we start following his guide? This is something that I want to challenge you to begin today. Because I think it's, it's been easy in this season to kind of grab control 
of the cockpit. We've all gotten to a place where some things have happened that we weren't ready for, that nobody ever expected to even be possible, to think that I would have to come to church and wear a mask. Never in a million years would I have guessed that this would happen. We've hit some turbulence. We've hit a lot of turbulence. Maybe you're at a place where you've lost your job, you've been furloughed, your money's been cut. We don't even know if kids are going back to school. <sighs> turbulence. This is where we're at. And so many of us, we get to a place, excuse me, God, I don't know if I would have gone through that. Can I, can I take control? Can I, you know what, I'm just going to show you, let me just, let me, you know what, let's each put a hand on the steering wheel. That way you're kind of in control, but I'm still mostly in control. We say, well, it's okay because God's got his hand on the wheel. We're doing this together. I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know what turbulence you've gone through. I don't know what season you're in in your life. But what I do know is that God wants to lead us through this. He wants to guide us through this. He wants to be at a place where he walks ahead of us and we follow him because we know his voice. That's where he wants to be in our life. That's something that we can begin to, 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 to do today. The question is, are you ready to follow the voice of the shepherd? Are you ready to be in relationship with him so that you can recognize his voice? That's my prayer for you today. No matter what season you're in, no matter where you're at in your walk with God, if you're as close to God as you've ever been in your life, or you're further from God than you've ever been in your life, wherever you're at in that walk, I think every one of us have a place where we need to let go of control. We need to let go and say, all right, I, I was trusting you with everything but this. I've been trusting you with a lot of things in my life or maybe I've been trusting you with nothing and I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to get you back in the pilot seat to take me through this turbulence. I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna buckle up and I'm gonna understand that we will get to where we are going because you're in control. That's my prayer for you, that you'd be able to release that control, release the weight and the stress and the worry of whatever it is whatever turbulence you're flying through and say, God, you're in control and I can trust you and I know that whatever it is that you're flying us through, whatever it is that we're going through, whatever turbulence I have in my life, that there is a blessing on the other side. See, every time I've flown somewhere, I've always flown somewhere for something good, a vacation. I'm flying home from vacation to see my kids. I'm flying to a missions trip. I'm flying back from a missions trip so I can tell my family and my friends about what God has done. Every destination that I go to, there is something on the other side that is better than the flight, better than the turbulence. If I'll just keep my eyes focused on what's ahead, keep my eyes focused on the shepherd, keep my ears attuned to his voice. That's where God has us. That's my prayer for you today. But if you're here today and you say, you know, I don't, I don't know the shepherd. You know, just like the scripture says that there are sheep that are outside the sheepfold. There are people that don't yet know the voice of God, don't yet know and have relationship with him. And if that's you today, 
If that's where you're at today and you say, you know, I've never been in relationship with God. Or maybe you've been in relationship, but your relationship has always been you in control. It's always been you with just an element of control because you're not fully ready to let go. Fully ready to be invested into God. If that's where you're at today and you say, I want to make a commitment in my life to ask Jesus into my heart. If that's where you're at, I want to ask that you would pray a prayer with us. This prayer of salvation, this prayer that allows God to come in and begin to take control, begin to change you from the inside out. This moment that you get to hear the voice of the shepherd. Maybe for you, this is the first time. Maybe it's a recommitment saying, I'm coming back. If that's where you're at today, in just a moment, I'm going to give you that opportunity to pray that prayer. And all you have to do is believe it in your heart. But before we do that, I want to pray a blessing over everybody. Pray an encouragement over everybody today. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Father, Lord, we come to you right now. Lord, we lift up our hands. We lift up our hearts. Father, we sit back in our seats. Lord, and we buckle up and we say, God, you're going to lead us through this turbulence. Whatever it is that we're going through, whatever situation in our life, Father God, Lord, we're going to trust you as our guide. Trust you as our shepherd. Lord, that we would be attuned to your voice. Lord, whatever it is in our life that we've been listening to, whatever uh, hired hands that we've been listening to in our life, that's been distracting us from your voice, Father, that we would recognize that in this moment. Lord, that we would understand that even in the uncomfortableness of this season, the uncomfortableness that we're going through as these these, uh, situations in life feel like the turbulence of life, Father, Lord, that we would trust you, that we would lean into you, that we would know that you will keep us safe and you you have something better for us on the other side, Father. Lord, that you are our guide. You are our shepherd. Father, we thank you for that. If you're here today and you say, I want to pray that prayer. I want to to know the shepherd. I want to be in relationship to the Father. And if that's where you're at today, in just a moment, I'm going to ask that you repeat this prayer with us and believe it in your heart. But as a church, we're going to pray this together with you because you're walking into a family. You're walking into a group of people that care about you just like the shepherd does. And so if that's you today, let's pray this prayer together with you. Hear our voices praying together alongside of you. You're not alone anymore. You're walking into a family church. Let's pray together with them. Say, Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. I don't want to be in control anymore. I ask you to forgive me where I've messed up. Make me brand new. Jesus, I surrender everything to you. I'm going to focus the rest of my life on making a difference for you. I believe you gave your life for me. So I give my life to you. I believe that I will never be the same again. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing me. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Church, can we celebrate those that made that decision today? Amen.